What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more episodes at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, Videolander Ryan Smith and I we usually do our top 10 most anticipated movies around this time. But honestly, I think I could just re-release last year's episode because a lot of movies got pushed to this year because of COVID. Um, I think our top 10 from 2020 would probably be pretty close to the same. My number one anticipated movie of last year was Dune. Still hasn't come out yet. So I decided just to geek out on what's coming out the next two years. Pretty much just consider this episode, uh, consider me your audio movie release date calendar, all right? I might go in depth on a few of these movies, but just for the sake of time, I'm just going to highlight some cool shit that's coming our way. And guys, our geekiest years are ahead of us. I was talking to a guy earlier today. We were talking about what was coming out this year, what was streaming, what movies were going to hit theaters if COVID allows, which even if COVID doesn't allow, they're going to have to release their movies. Studios can't sit on their movies for another full year. If COVID's still going strong, numbers are still peaking, we will probably see a lot of studios go the way of WB where they just take their content to, to streaming services like WB did with HBO Max. But uh, this guy, uh, we were talking about all these releases and it was like his head was going to explode. He was like, how am I supposed to keep up with all this? And I said, that's what you have me for. So tonight... That's what you guys had me for. I'm just going to read off a list of stuff that's coming out in the next two years. I have a few tabs open, and we're just going to explore 2021 and 2022. There's never been a time like this in the history of entertainment, and it's never going to stop. The content is not going to stop, probably not in my lifetime anyway. I've said in the past, in other podcasts that once the streaming services start releasing their content, it's going to be a steady drip forever. And some franchises, it's not, it's not even a drip. It's a steady flow of content, like tidal waves of content. In the past, some people have canceled certain streaming subscriptions because let's use Disney Plus, for example, once Mandalorian's over, they cancel for a year until Mandalorian season two comes out. You're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to cancel because... The streaming services are stacking their franchises. When one Marvel show ends, another begins. When one Star Wars show ends, another begins. And they can afford to release 10 Marvel shows, 10 Star Wars shows, because they're making tons of money off of subscriptions. A buddy and I, uh, Videolander Ryan Smith, we sat down, we did the math, and currently Disney Plus has 86 million subscribers. 137 if you count Disney um, Hulu, and ESPN. But let's just talk about the 86 million subscribers that Disney Plus has. All right, let's say at $5 a month, right? Let's lowball um, because, what, there's there's deals. Buy one year, get like two years free. There's package deals if you get Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN. So let's just lowball it, all right? Lowball, 86 million times $5 a month, all right? Easy math. 400 million per month. That's almost 5 billion a year. Just Disney Plus. And that's not even counting when Spider-Man 3 comes out and hits theaters and makes 1 billion because of Tobey Maguire 
Or when you bring Tony Stark back in the next Avenger movie and you make a billion. That doesn't count selling Baby Yoda dolls, Baby Yoda blankets, Baby Yoda stickers, right? They're stacking their content, so you can't cancel. You're, you're never, if you're into Star Wars, if you're into Marvel, you, if you're into any of the content that these streaming services are delivering, you're not going to be able to cancel. You're not going to want to cancel. They want your dollars every single month. And the streaming services, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, all of them, they're going to get your dollars. Just look at Marvel for next year. Just Disney Plus. We'll, we'll start with Disney Plus. WandaVision starts on the 15th. Next week, next Friday, one episode per week. That'll take us pretty close to Falcon and the Winter Soldier in March. And then that will take us pretty close to Loki in May. We have a little bit of a break there, but we have a ton of summer movies, which I'll talk about. But then between Loki, some summer movies, Hawkeye is in the fall. All right, let's just say October. It, right now it just says fall uh, to be released. And then in December, we have Miss Marvel. That's just Disney Plus streaming. Just MCU stuff, all right? Now, theatrical releases. MCU movies and Sony Marvel movies, which, check this out. We have Morbius in March. And again, some of these dates might change a little bit because of COVID, but for the most part, it's a stacked year, even if things get moved around or adjusted slightly. But Morbius in March, Black Widow is in May, Venom 2 is in June, Shang-Chi is July, Eternals is in November. Spider-Man 3 is in December. So how many projects is that? That's between streaming and theatrical. Let's see. WandaVision, Morbius, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Loki, Venom, Shang-Chi. Uh, I forgot. Another one. Uh, the What If series is on Disney+. Plus. I'm really looking forward to that. Forgot about that one. So add the What If series, Hawkeye, Eternals, Miss Marvel, Spider-Man 3. What is that? Like, it's like 12 11, 12 projects between streaming and theatrical releases? God damn. Like I said, guys, our geekiest years are ahead of us. And I haven't even started yet. Now, I'm just going to fill out the rest of the year, all right? Let's start with a movie called Nobody, all right? It releases in February. It's a Bob Odenkirk action movie. It looks like Better Call Saul meets History of Violence or Better Call Saul meets Death Wish. Super excited for that movie. And then in March, we have the Snyder Cut, which say what you will about Zack Snyder, but I am so curious to see if he can pull this off. It's the first time anything like this has happened. Fans got this made, so I'm really curious what this looks like. Um, it could be a trendsetter, man. This could this could give me my four-hour Star Wars cuts that I want. Uh, extended cuts of Last Jedi and uh, the extended cut of uh, Rise of Skywalker, which I would love. So this could be a trendsetter, so I'm really curious to see what... Uh, the Snyder Cut brings to the table. Um, in April, we get Boss Level. It's a time loop action movie with uh, Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, directed by Joe Carnahan. This could really surprise some people. In April, we get Last Night in Soho, a psychological horror movie from Edgar Wright. That was like my number two most anticipated movie of last year. And then in April, we get the last Daniel Craig Bond movie, No Time to Die. The Bond movies have been really hit or miss with me. Uh, I love Casino Royale. I just rewatched Skyfall. Actually, I just watched Casino Royale and Skyfall. Had a blast rewatching both of them. I think they're actually probably both top five Bond movies. Um, his other Bond movies, not so great. Quantum of Solace and uh, Inspector. Really can't stand Spectre, but 
This is an end of an era, so let's see how Daniel Craig finishes off the Bond character. Moving to May, and guys, I'm skipping a lot of stuff here just for the sake of time, but in May, we get Free Guy. I know a lot of people are looking forward to this. It's Ryan Reynolds' new movie. Um, it's, it's about him realizing that he's a character in a video game. That should be a lot of fun. Maybe the start of a franchise. And then we get The French Dispatch. It's directed by Wes Anderson. It was on my uh, top five most anticipated of last year. If you like movies like The Fantastic Mr. Fox or Life Aquatic, you might want to check it out. I don't think there's a trailer out yet, um, but anything that Wes Anderson comes out with is always going to be in my top five or top ten most anticipated for that year. Let's move on to June. In June, we get Ghostbusters Afterlife. Trailers have looked fun. I'm looking forward to this. It was another movie that was on my most anticipated of last year. Got pushed. Um, I'm hopefully, guys, hopefully this will be a fresh take on the franchise with... You know, a movie that has some heart, geeky Ghostbusters mythology, paying respect, but moving the franchise forward. So I have a good feeling about this one. And then a small movie called Green Knight. There's a great trailer out for this. Go check it out. Um, it looks like a trippy Arthurian fantasy movie with Dev Patel. But uh, again, go check out the trailer after this episode. Looks really fresh. Uh, looks really interesting. And then it looks like in July we get Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Vegas zombie heist movie. That sounds like a lot of fun. Another movie that was on my top 10 of last year got pushed. Um, guys, this just sounds fun. A Vegas zombie heist movie. Not a big Zack Snyder fan, but fingers crossed. Um, and we also get Dave Bautista. I've been anxiously awaiting the trailer. I hope the trailer looks awesome because this sounds like a blast. Uh, moving on to August, we get The Suicide Squad directed by James Gunn. I can't wait to see what James Gunn does with the Suicide Squad. DC really needs somebody like James Gunn, so I'm really curious to see if he can get them on the right foot. Um, they need his vision as long as they don't fuck him in the editing room. And then I think sometime either this year or early next year, we get Peacemaker, which is a DC show, a spinoff from Suicide Squad, I think produced by James Gunn starring John Cena. That could be fun. Just turn Suicide Squad into an A-Team type HBO Max series. I would eat that up. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching uh, just DC explode next year with good content. Uh, let's see, moving on uh, past DC. Let's see, we have... Actually, check this out. Um, I can't wait for this. This was just announced um, about 24 hours ago that Better Call Saul will be on television's mid-2021. So, end of summer maybe? I can't tell you how excited I am for that show. In my opinion, it's just as good as Breaking Bad, if not better. And I don't say that lightly. Quality television. I can't wait for the next season of Better Call Saul. Uh, let's see. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver are in The Last Duel. That comes out in, looks like, October. Could be an early award contender. Directed by Ridley Scott. It's a period piece. This cast gets me excited. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon back together. Um, Adam Driver is one of the brightest talents that we have in Hollywood working today. Another movie that was on my list from uh, last year got pushed. And then we get the G.I. Joe reboot, which, man, I hope they don't fuck this one up. All right, I'm a big fan of the toy line. Some of my favorite childhood memories are me playing with G.I. Joes on the floor with some of my best friends. Uh, last couple movies have sucked, but this is a reboot focusing on Snake Eyes, uh, more than likely also uh, Storm Shadow. Again, I really have my fingers crossed on this one. Um, 
this is them rebooting the Hasbro film franchise. So please don't fuck this up. If they get this right, it could be, you know, sky's the limit, man. This could be a huge, huge thing. And then we also get Dune. I don't think that needs to be talked about. Huge movie for uh, this year. It was my number one anticipated movie of last year. Once again, got pushed. Now I'm not for sure if it would be my number one most anticipated because there's so much great shit that's coming out. If, if I was ranking tonight, I don't know if it would be my number one, but still super high. Can't wait to see Dune. And uh, for us horror fans, we get Halloween Kills in October, the sequel to the reboot. I thought the reboot was okay. Um, great if you're comparing it to anything after Halloween 3 from back in the day. Yes, I'm a big Halloween 3 fan. But um, I'm hearing great things about Halloween Kills, so I can't wait for that to come out. And then in November, we get Mission Impossible 7. I love watching Tom Cruise do crazy shit. I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear the... Uh, Mission Impossible music in the theater. I can't wait to see Tom Cruise hanging by his pants from an airplane or whatever the fuck crazy shit he has in store for this movie. My girl Haley Atwell is in it. I love The Last Mission Impossible. I think it's a, a great um, summer fun action movie. So I can't wait for the next installment in the Mission Impossible series. And then in December, we get The Witcher Season 2. Could potentially fall off into early 2022. Um, but at this point, who cares, right? I mean, there's so much content to keep us watching. Um, the boys season three could also fall off in early 2022, but again, I'm fine with that if that happens. Um, but both potentially could come out this year. Um, right now, Umbrella Academy season three looks like fourth quarter 2021, moving back to big screen theatrical releases. We get Matrix four in December. I'm rooting for Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves like the rest of the world. Matrix 1 is a Pantheon-level movie. Do they have what it takes to match the first one? We'll see. I'm curious. I will be in the theater. COVID be damned to watch Matrix. Um, and then we end the year with, moving back to streaming Disney+, Plus, The Book of Boba Fett. And you guys know I'm down for some Star Wars, man. They can't make enough Star Wars for me. Put Tamira Morrison in everything, all right? That's what I say. I can't wait to see him um, play Boba Fett. I can't wait. Man, there's so much potential for this series. Give me Dingar, Bosk, IG-88, Forlom. Um, show me him escaping the Sarlacc pit. Maybe bring in Cad Bane or, or flashback to a young Boba played by Daniel Logan. Man, I would geek out so hard. Uh, Bounty Hunter Wars, show me the crime syndicate post-Return of the Jedi. I am super pumped for the book of Boba Fett. A lot of potential. And then there's some series here that are expected to hit, but I couldn't find a release date. Uh, but we have the Cowboy Bebop series on Netflix. We have the Sandman series on Netflix. The Resident Evil series on Netflix. There's a He-Man anime series from Kevin Smith coming out on Netflix. So... Just a lot of awesome content coming out on Netflix in 2021. And then um, there's three Nicolas Cage movies that I want to bring up kind of random here. And all of them sound amazing. I didn't see a release date for, for any of these. But I pulled up a synopsis for all three of them. So check this out. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. All right. A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. Sold, all right? 
Next one, Wally's Wonderland. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Wally's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics, fistfly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Double sold. Watching both those movies. The last one is Prisoners of the Ghostland, which, guys, this is described as the wildest Nicolas Cage movie to date. All right? A lot of buzz about this one. I don't have the director's name in front of me, but he's a celebrated uh, foreign director. But this is about a hero named Hero, <laughs> all right, who has to rescue a woman that's been abducted and taken to a supernatural universe where he must break an evil curse. All right, I pull up a quote from Nicolas Cage here. Check this out. This is in 2018 when he just started filming. It's out there. I wear a skin-tight black leather jumpsuit with grenades attached to different body parts. And if I don't rescue the governor's daughter from a state line, then um, where there's all kinds of ghosts and bring her back, they're going to blow me up. It's just crazy. It's way out there. All right. This sounds like so much fun. This is like Nicolas Cage's like crazy escape from New York, but with a supernatural twist. So I'm really digging this. Triple fucking sold. I'm watching all three of these Nicolas Cage movies. I can't wait. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? And then we have uh, Nightmare Alley, a psychological thriller, which is um, Guillermo del Toro's newest movie. Look for this to probably take home uh, some Academy Awards or at least probably be nominated. Um, del Toro always gets some love. And uh, not confirmed for this year, but the Hulk Hogan biopic with Chris Hemsworth, man. It's in pre-production right now. Uh, if you go to Chris Hemsworth's Instagram page, he's working out like a beast. Uh, packing on some muscle to become Hulk Hogan, which I cannot wait for that biopic. I think that's a Netflix uh, joint as well, so I can't wait to check it out. Man, just a lot of stuff <laughs> coming out. There's, I got a few tabs open, and guys, there's it's just so much stuff. I, I didn't even mention movies like, here we go, Quiet Place 2, Top Gun, Kong vs. Godzilla. Wow. So that's just a glimpse of the calendar, all right? And almost everything I mentioned, I want to see. Actually, everything I mentioned, I do want to see, all right? I really don't give a shit about Top Gun or Kong versus Godzilla. Um, it's just going to get worse or better, I, I guess, uh, if you can handle the anxiety of getting everything watched. Streaming is going to be crazy from here on out. From here on out, streaming is going to be nuts. Once the streaming services start pumping out 10 series a year, then you'll get sequels, and then you'll get spinoffs. You'll get spinoffs from the sequels, and then you'll get more just to keep you hooked to the money machine. Damn, hang on. Check this out. I was just looking at some of these uh, lists I pulled up. I forgot another one. Doesn't look like it has a release date, but Robert Eggers' Northman, a Viking movie from the guy who gave us The Witch and The Lighthouse. Guys, Lighthouse was my favorite movie the year it came out. It just made Pantheon. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Great performances from Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Man, Lighthouse is amazing. Uh, the Northman just wrapped production, so it will definitely be out late 2021, maybe, maybe even late fall. So, man, so much stuff to watch and i didn't even mention that we kicked off the year with cobra kai right 
That's how we started the year. January 1st with Cobra Kai. January 15th WandaVision. And it does not stop. It doesn't stop. All right, 2022. I did a quick search for movies that come out in 2022. All right, I'm not even going to break it down. I'm just going to read them off, guys. All right, check this out. So this is some streaming stuff, and this is also um, theatrical releases. But in 2022, we get the Game of Thrones prequel. We get Halloween Ends, the Willow series, Mighty Ducks series, uh, probably late 2022 or maybe even possibly uh, early 2023. We get Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. We get Black Panther 2, Thor Love and Thunder, Captain Marvel 2, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Ant-Man 3, Spider-Verse 2. I, one, two, three. I think that's like, yeah, that's like six fucking Marvel movies next year if you want to count Spider-Verse 2. And that's not even including their streaming series. She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, I Am Group. I'm looking at the list now. Some of those don't have dates, but every single one of those are in pre-production right now. Should start filming soon. So realistically, a year from production time, a few might fall off into 2023, but half of those, if not more, will make it to 2022. Now, let's see. DC, The Batman, Aquaman 2, Flash. Currently working on a bunch of streaming shows, other fun stuff. It's nuts. HBO Max is going to go crazy. Uh... Back to movies, we get John Wick 4 and 5. They're filming back-to-back. I think that starts at the end of this year. Let's see. Yeah, John Wick 4 is 2022. Let's see. Other movies that are in pre-production. Right now, they're working on a Predator reboot. That's happening now. An Alien TV series. I wouldn't be surprised if both those are late 2022. Creed 3 goes into production soon. Cobra Kai Season 4 is going to go into production for a 2022 release. The prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. Let's see. I wouldn't even be surprised to hear about a streaming series in the works for um, Mad Max. Let's see. Disney's working on Planet of the Apes 4. Probably Christmas 2020, uh, 2022. Damn. And here's my, here's my big Star Wars shotgun blast. All right, check this out. Obi-Wan series, Andor series, Mando season three. Uh, We get Visions and a droid story. All Star Wars content. And uh, we'll probably see, we might even see the Acolyte and uh, Rangers of the New Republic, maybe even Ahsoka in 2022. I've been at least one of those in 2022, early 2023. So, guys, that's just a brief glimpse of what's going on in the next two years. And it's never going to stop. Not in my lifetime. Not in my lifetime. It's not going to stop. HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus. Guys, we are in the streaming wars, all right? They want our money. And they are going to create whatever content they need to get our money, all right? To keep the billion-dollar subscription machine running. And, like, I knew they were creating a lot of Star Wars stuff, but that investor's call a few weeks back where they announced 10 Star Wars projects for Disney Plus in two Two to three years blew my mind. Some might get pushed to the third year, but that is a lot of Star Wars content, man. And there's even more Marvel stuff and more DC stuff. This is the geekiest time to be alive, guys, ever.
And I even missed a lot of cool shit. Quality shit that will probably make your top 10 list in the next two to three years. Shit that will become your new favorite shit. I probably missed some of your favorite TV shows. You know, the small titles that you guys dig, that you you can't wait to get the next season of it. I probably missed that. I probably didn't even bring that up. So clump those small titles that you guys love on top of everything else that I just said. There's some huge movies I didn't even mention. Like I just saw another one, Fast and the Furious. That just popped up. I know there's a lot of Fast and the Furious fans. Man, it might be too much for some people. Like the guy I talked to earlier today, man. His head, gone. (laughs) Explosion, man. He was like, how am I going to keep up with this? It might be too much for some people. And we're not even talking about if there's an awesome video game that comes out that you want to play that, that dominates your time, right? Like an RPG or something that you really get involved with. Um, or God forbid that you want to read a book or a, a comic book or a novel. You're not going to have time because there's if, you're, if you want to keep up on all the content, you're going to be glued to the tube, all right? Like I've always kept up with, I don't know, I'd say I probably kept up with a half a dozen shows per year, maybe a little bit more. But I've never kept up with 20 shows a year. On top of everything else that I do, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching 20 shows. Probably more than that. 20 series on all these streaming services. Man, It's going to be, it's it's nuts. I was thinking about actually re-watching uh, The Office and re-watching Breaking Bad. I was actually thinking about uh, maybe giving Sopranos a go. It's a gap in my uh, my TV knowledge. I've never seen Sopranos. Who's got time to rewatch old TV shows, seasons, right? Five, six, ten seasons of, of, of older stuff when you have this kind of lineup. That's never going to stop. Can you guys handle this? Can you handle the truth? Because the truth is, these are geeky times. I'm ready. I'm going to try my damnedest to handle all this, to digest all of this content Man, this is the geekiest times of our lives, guys. And even if a few of these projects get pushed back, there's still a lot of content coming our way, more than ever. And the history of entertainment, streaming mixed with theatrical releases, it's almost nerve-wracking. It is nerve It's intimidating. First world problems, right? We got it pretty good overall. Again, I've never seen anything like this. Just give it a Google for 2021, 2022. It is intense. And that's just a quick glimpse. I've never seen anything like it. And that's just a quick glimpse of the next two years. All right, guys, that's all I got. That's a wrap. Those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Is this the geekiest time to be alive? The geekiest days of our lives? Are the geekiest years ahead of us? Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, stay healthy so you can live longer, so you can watch more movies. Peace out. (laughs) 